This week on the Vacation Rental Micro School podcast is all about the heart of hosting, your why, and is property management for everybody? If the answer is yes to that question and you discover that you love hospitality, you love taking care of people, then guess what? Breezeway is the number one solution you need to power that heart. This is the lifeline and blood of your business. If you don't know what Breezeway is and you don't know much about operations, then Breezeway is the number one solution to take care of you and your team in the back-end operation work of turnovers and cleaning and maintenance tasks. No longer do you need to manage any of these tasks by Excel or any other old dinosaur way of doing business. This is the solution that is mobile-friendly and can be done in a couple clicks of a button. So, you have the heart for hosting? Well, Breezeway has the lifeline to make it all possible. Now, let's jump into the Vacation Rental Micro School. All right, we are here. Natalie Palmer, the expert that I call the heart of hosting, which is perfectly themed for this week. How are you doing today, my friend? I am good, Will. Thanks for having me come on and do this project with you. I'm really excited for this. A little nervous to kick off week one, but here we go. (laughs) Hey, like I said, no pressure, no pressure. This is an exciting series for me. I definitely am not hosting season two. So if you're looking for another (laughs) podcast to run for yourself, we would love to have you. But just wanted to start like this whole season. It's 20 episodes. It's four main guests, you being one of them. And we have Justin Ford, we have Heather Bayer, and then we have Andrew Kitchell. The reason why I picked you four is because you all set a certain standard or are super specific in the sense of the discussion and conversation I want to have. With you, I'm selfish in the sense of I wanted to have you there because you, I think, set a great example of what operators in our space need to foreshadow in the sense of going out with the right mindset, understanding why you're doing stuff, why you're in this business and this industry. So to kick off day one, this is what we're going to do. We're going to ask the question and you're going to answer the question of what is your why and why is having a why so important? Because I think this gets missed quite often. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I am so glad that you picked this as week one, day one, episode one of Vacation Rental Micro School because I am with you 100% that this gets missed a lot. A lot of people will scroll TikTok and see all these short-term rental hosts that are just making all this money and they think they're raking it in really easily. That is not the full picture. When you see that, what you're missing is that there's either an entire team on the back end that's running it to make it passive for that host or that host is involved every day. And there's a lot that you can automate, which you'll learn in the next 20 episodes, like Will said, but ultimately you have to have the realistic expectations. And so make sure that you're getting into this for the right reasons. If you're truly just trying to do passive income, there's stocks, there's high yield savings. You could also invest in someone else's short-term rental business. But if you want to be the host, there is a lot more work that goes into this than TikTok would have you believe. So for me personally, my why is I am really, really driven by the fact that I I have two young kids and I want to do all this so I can stay home with them. That's my ultimate goal. And so I do work hard at the business, but I've distanced myself to where I don't have to be the boots on the ground. 
for somebody else, what drives you might be you love being the one to fluff the pillows and light a candle and put in fresh flowers before your guests show up. But maybe pricing isn't your isn't your area of expertise. In that case, make sure that you listen to Andrew when he when he comes on and hosts his week and dives into pricing and how you can automate that. So I think it's about finding out what drives you and what are the things that you can be really good at and passionate about. And then you can outsource the other pieces. I was going to ask you on the sense of what if you don't know? Like, what if you don't know what really like drives you? What like what if you don't know if you're passionate about tech or guest experience or turnover and operations? Like you're just seeing this like I, I think you saw it in you know, COVID yeah. times where this rush of people going to, to Airbnb, quote unquote. So, yep. so, you know, what if they don't know, though? Great question. I think the easiest way to find out is just to start doing it. And I think as long as ultimately at the end of the day, you are driven by being a good host and giving a good guest experience, you will figure the rest out. I think that the people who fail at this business are ones who all they want to do is cut corners and save money in the here and now and not provide good quality sheets or a nice design or make sure they have high speed internet those hosts are going to flake out. They think that they're saving money right now, but it's not going to last. So I think as long as at the end of the day, you have, like we call this episode, the heart behind hosting, everything else will fall into place. You'll see very quickly if you just hate messaging guests. Perfect. There are co-hosts that you can have join onto your business so that they see all of the messages coming in and then they can handle messages from guests. If you find that you absolutely hate pricing like we talked about, then you integrate with a pricing software. You don't have to be the cleaner of your property. Some hosts I talk to love cleaning their property, though. They host a guest house in their backyard, and that's what lights them up. So I do think that you just have to throw yourself into it and start trying things. If it's okay with you, Will, I want to jump into an exercise that I actually do with all of my clients that I do consultations with. And I kind of like to call this the what kind of host are you? And the way that I explain this is there's four quadrants of hosting. So imagine that there is an axis, right? An X and a Y axis. And on one, you've got your property is used for guest use only or for personal use mixed in. On the other axis, you've got hosts that prioritize profits or hosts that prioritize peace. So figure out if you can imagine this quadrant, like where you lie. Quadrant one would be the type of host that uses it for guest use only and they are prioritizing profits. This, in my opinion, would be a profit-driven host. They are doing this full-time, and all they care about is maximizing earnings. A host in Quadrant 2 would be someone who's using their property for guest use only and prioritizing peace over profits. So this, to me, would be somebody who is strictly in this for passive income. They don't want to lift a finger. They are most likely going to hire a management company to take over their place. They're fine giving up a big chunk of their profits, in order to have that piece of not having to be bothered with it. And then we'll switch over to somebody who would prioritize profits, but they have personal use mixed in. This is where I am. And I think most of my listeners and I think a good chunk of the audience listening to this show would fall in this category. Host number three is someone that prioritizes hospitality and believes that putting that first is going to lead to profits. They're passionate about hosting itself. And then finally, in quadrant four, you've got the type of host that has personal use mixed in, but they are prioritizing that piece over profits. This would be somebody who is open to hosting and genuinely wants to share their home with guests who truly appreciate it, but maintaining quality of home is priority. So this I would describe as somebody who 
Maybe they have a family, a second vacation home, and they use it a lot themselves. They at no cost will ever be okay allowing pets in there, even if it can make more money. They're truly trying to protect their family home and just make some money on the side. So I think most of the listeners, if you're tuning into this, would probably be that host number three, maybe number one. I doubt if you're listening to this, you're planning to outsource to a management company. You probably want to be involved in those operations. And you're also probably not the type of host that barely wants to rent it because I don't know why you would bother listening to this and educating yourself. So I love doing that exercise with clients I consult with and new hosts because I think if you can figure out where you lie, it's very easy to decide which tactics work for you and don't. I can always tell someone, like I said, that, hey, being pet friendly is going to help you make more money. But if that does not align with your goals and your why of hosting, don't do it. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone telling you that. Yeah, no, that's a great way. And I, I think I'm definitely in quadrant three with you. I like the fact that there's peace when I do use my vacation home, but I also want it to cover its expenses. And I have a hard time with sometimes people, you know, they're like, oh, this is a hospitality. So you have to like be working 24 seven and other things like that. I think there's a good balance. And I think this is definitely a lifestyle business. So if you like to travel and you are open to meeting new people and hearing stories and, and having a team, which is super cool, that lifestyle of that is, is very attractive totally. versus like quadrant, quadrant one is very just business driven yeah. money. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing too, that I always like to tell people what type of host you are can change depending on the season in your life. And it can also change depending on the property. The yeah. one property that I own, I am definitely like, I feel myself get more emotional over that investment. Whereas the ones I manage for other owners, it's a lot easier for me to distance myself emotionally and be that more profit-driven host. There are also seasons in life where you'll want to be more hands-on and then you're traveling for a time, you're living out of a van and, and you have to automate things. So it's okay for those to change, but I would just encourage you to always check back in and think about which host you are at the moment and for which property. And it's going to make it so much easier in the next 20 episodes when you learn about all these different ways to improve your listing and, and run things and how to really be a good vacation rental manager. I think that'll help you decide which tips to actually take and what will work for you and what might not. Couldn't agree more. And I want to touch on something you just said for all of our listeners. Is there a difference to you? I think a lot of people have a different perspective and you'll hear Heather, you'll hear Justin, you'll hear Andrew kind of share theirs as well. But is there a difference for you from an Airbnb host to then a vacation rental manager? Okay. Yeah. Yes and no. I do think that the one good thing about Airbnb is, and I know a lot of like diehard vacation rental managers who have been in this industry for decades and have done direct booking, a lot of them don't like Airbnb. Where I always defend Airbnb is that I think they really were able to democratize hosting and make it accessible to, you know, maybe we talked about that host number four who only wants to host on occasion when they're not using their property. Someone like that is never going to go through the hassle of building out a direct booking site and a brand. It doesn't make sense for them. But I still think that they can be a really, really good host and really care about their guests when they have their guests there. They can still totally treat it like a true vacation rental experience and not just making a quick buck on Airbnb. So I think there's a lot of overlap, but I think that that's a great question, that there is just a mindset shift that happens when you decide to go from just being an Airbnb host to managing vacation rentals. You really are treating it more like a business and trying to build that personal 
brand out with it and and kind of brand the properties and the whole experience. What a great way to wrap up day one. I think that's the best way to summarize it for any of our listeners. So I'm really excited. I think you set the great tone. So I'm going to let you go, get some rest. I'll see you in the morning and we'll kick off day two on is vacation rentals for everybody. So you kind of touched on that today, but there's a lot more to cover. So we'll see you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow.